0: We could all just just like you say, just
1: stay in the wonder years, stay in
0: the wonder years and don't care about what other people say or think of you. Just do what you want to do.
1: Get your ranger vest and your ranger hat and put your smile on your face and take it all in. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That was fun.
0: It was fun. Welcome to the Winnie and Bill Chat Podcast. This is episode four of season three. And we're calling this one our Wild, Wild West Adventure Part Two.
1: Welcome. That was my husband, Bill, and my name is Winnie. And we are the owners of Quiet Shutter Fine Art and Photography. The way we like to do our podcast is we will post nine photos to our Instagram account, Quiet Shutter Photo. And we will go through our pictures and talk about them, the backstory, what went into the making that photo or whatever comes up. Um, you can follow along while you're listening or check them out later. Before we get going, Bill, who do we need to thank?
0: We need to thank Anchor. Anchor is the app that we use to record this podcast and it's a free um, service. And
1: you can access it from... Uh, the web, or an app on your smartphone. It's pretty easy if we can do it.
0: You can do it too.
1: We also want to give a shout out to our son, Andy, Outdoor Andy TV on Instagram and Twitch for setting us up with our sound system. Thanks, Andy. So um, before we get going, I want to tell you a story.
0: Okay, tell me a story.
1: <laughs> We've talked about my, our niece, Hillary... And she has two young boys and she always gives us crap when we take too long to get a new podcast episode out. So uh, she was uh, giving my mom a ride one day late in the car. They had gone to a birthday party and they were bringing her back home and the kids were a little fussy in the back seat. They were ornery and maybe past their bedtime. And so Hillary clicked on the Winnie and Bill chat podcast and everybody was happy.
0: See, we can put people to sleep.
1: (laughs) Well, let's dedicate this one to Hudson and Kingston. Um, May they enjoy the Winnie Bill Chap podcast and someday create adventures of their own.
0: Yeah, and we hope to see you soon. Been a long time. It's
1: been a long time. They're in Canada. We're in the United States. It's not as easy as it used to be.
0: (laughs) No, getting a little easier. So hopefully we can do again soon. We'll
1: have an adventure in Canada soon.
0: That's what I'm looking forward to.
1: But today, we're going to continue to tell you about our Wild Wild West adventure in southern Utah and northern Arizona. And today, last episode, we talked about Arches National Park and Canyonlands National Park. Um, Today, we're going to talk about uh, when we left Arches and headed south and we made a few um, stops along the way. Our destination was the Grand Canyon. But man, there's a lot of stuff to see there, isn't there?
0: Oh, and there was, I'm sure we missed half of it on our trip from. Oh, I know we did. When we left Moab that morning and started heading back down to where we wanted to be just outside of the Grand Canyon in the evening. Um, Yeah. um,
1: You know, I said that we did our research this time a little bit better, but we never do it good enough because when we got home, um, somehow I got on to watching these YouTube travel uh, vloggers, who uh, had done the same places that we had done, but they squeezed so much more in, and they got they went to places that we missed. So, when you head out on a on a trip to to check off one of your bucket list places, be sure that you do all the research you can ahead of time, or you'll kick yourself after the fact.
0: Yeah, because we find ourselves watching some of those travel guides and, and videos and stuff and going, how'd we miss that?
1: How'd we miss that? We were there. I remember Why seeing the we? sign for that. Why didn't oh, we turn That's it in what
0: there? that was. <laughs> and the thing we found is a lot of the places, um, yeah, there, there's a sign. But it might be a sign that's a foot tall and it's, you know. Like, and
1: sometimes the entrance to a marvelous place doesn't look like it's that thrilling. You got to yeah. drive in to get to yeah. the good stuff.
0: Yeah, especially. Well, not our first picture, but the second one we're gonna to talk to when we get to it, we'll talk a little bit about the entrance to that. Yeah. But um Yeah, but-
1: exactly. Well, let's go to our first picture, Bill. Yeah. So um the first picture um we quite often listen to a uh podcast called um the advent no.
0: Dear Bob and Sue. Dear Bob
1: and Sue. Thank you. Dear Bob and Sue, and dear Bob and Sue have talked about when they are in southern Utah, northern Arizona, that one of the things you don't want to miss is Goosenecks State Park. They describe it as being underrated. And if you've ever been to Horseshoe Bend, which is really popular in northern Arizona, near Page, Arizona, um, that particular um, spot, tourist spot, I'm going to call it, is always loaded with people. And lots of people that I think are acting a little crazy on the edge of a, a cliff that overlooks a meander in the Colorado River, and there's a steep, steep drop-off, and people are standing on the edge with their back to the canyon taking selfies, and oh, it just makes me nervous being there. But they say that a great alternative to Horseshoe Band is to go to Goosenecks State Park, where there is two meanders in the San Juan River that you know it's they describe it as similar to horseshoe bend but not as popular and not as many people which that part was true right that Bill? was
0: true that was true um the one thing that we have kind of rethought well you gotta kind. Of, sometimes you need to listen to what people are saying as they're talking about some of these places because this place is a very cool looking place it's very cool it is very cool, yeah. it
1: is very cool. And you, um,
0: and you pay $5 to get into it, which is no big deal. It's
1: no big deal. It's a state park. Is and a you state talk park. about a nondescript turnoff from the road because it's just kind of flat and barren. This is high desert area. Yeah. And you drive, how many miles do you think before you get into the state park?
0: I think it's actually five miles before you get into the state park. So
1: there's kind of a long drive where it doesn't look that exciting at all until you get to the state park, which there's a booth to pay your money. Yep. You can camp there right along the cliff edge of this. Yeah, there's
0: several campsites there. They're like when he said right along the edge. I would the-
1: never take children there. No. Nope. <laughs> Cause there's really I guess there was a sort of a stone barrier wall at one end of the game. yeah, and
0: it's eroded away. I don't know if they're gonna replace that or what, but it uh, uh yeah. Not a whole lot of barriers there.
1: So now horseshoe bend is um that really red sandstone carved out of, you know, from the Colorado River. And it's, you know, that that juxtaposition of the deep blue sky and that red rock and then the river running through it. And it is pretty spectacular. Yeah. Yeah. So horse or uh, goosenecks, how would you describe it, Bill?
0: Not nearly as colorful. I mean, there are two meanders, which is really pretty crazy to to think when you look at how much that that uh, river bends on itself in a very small area actually yeah. I mean you can probably see two miles wide right there yeah but um, considering the, the we're views looking at
1: doesn't show the whole thing they say it's two meanders but if you're if you get a chance to look at this picture um, I would call it three meanders because to the right of this picture there was another rock formation that made another bend almost needed to take a panoramic or stitch pictures together to really right um so that you know the river bends around one and back around the other one and then back around the one in the foreground and then back again so it's it's geologically it's so cool
0: yeah and i think it is worth the five bucks to get in and see it but you don't it's, need gray, to
1: spe- it's more gray and more gravel pit yeah. looking.
0: <laughs> you don't need to spend a lot of time there unless you're going to camp there.
1: I wonder if at sunset, if this would be more spectacular. It might, it
0: might be a whole different thing at sunset. Yeah, we had gotten there a little after sunrise, so we didn't, um, but I don't know that sunrise would be all that spectacular there. Just where it lines up with the, uh, at least when we were there.
1: I think mean, there's um, a Different times
0: of the year, it's probably better too.
1: Beautiful blue sky. Yep. It would have been better if it was red rock. Yep. I, and maybe at sunset you see more color. Um, and That's maybe the fun. problem also was that we had just spent three days in Moab exploring arches and canyon lands. And maybe we were just overwhelmed with beautiful rock formations. and
0: Yeah. Yeah. And we, this just seemed very drab in comparison to yeah. the where, where we had just come from.
1: Um, what does that say about us? I mean, this is a spectacular meander in the river it is. that's taken thousands and thousands of years to to be carved out by the river and the wind. And the, and we're going, mm, yeah you know, it's kind of blah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you know, what would be I think what would be really interesting is to actually raft this part of the river.
1: Yeah, probably down in it. Would down be, in it
0: looking up might be extremely breathtaking as far as that goes.
1: I, I feel like we sound like those people who write bad reviews for national parks.
0: <laughs> right. Well,
1: anyways, we're... you know what might have made it better if we had had a lunch?
0: Maybe. Maybe we I were hangry we were hungry. when we were there.
1: You know, and there was picnic tables right on the edge of this. Like, if you look at the picture, you can tell we're right on the edge of this cliff area almost. Right. And there was probably a picnic table right beside where we were standing. So if we'd have bought you know prepared and brought a picnic lunch that we were excited to eat and sat there and enjoyed the view and had our lunch yep i think that might have been a much better but just, we were anxious to see the next thing we were like a kid at the zoo that can't enjoy one exhibit right. because they want to get to don't, the next don't one. focus
0: what's in front of you just go running past it to the next thing
1: yeah so we spent how long here 15 minutes <laughs> I was gonna say it was five dollars we spent five minutes right.
0: if we had to go to the bathroom probably would have been 20 minutes there but...
1: <laughs> they did have like a pit toilet um yeah I don't think did they, they I don't think they had showers or anything there for people no. who camp no was... we
0: paid the man at the booth five bucks and he said toilets is next to that white car yeah <laughs> that was all he said to us
1: I'm glad we stopped and and saw it because otherwise we would have been forever wondering if it did compare to yeah. Horseshoe Bend. Yeah. And it's the same. I mean, it's it's equally uh, as interesting a thing as Horseshoe Bend and even better because there's more meanders but, and less people. How many people were there when we were there? Three? A guy and his dog, and there I'm was counting the guy, dog. A guy and <laughs> his
0: dog and the guy at the booth and us. Well, there was... There were probably six campers there that were camping there, um. but yeah, yeah. pretty much had the place. Where if you was. were
1: going to explore that area and you like to camp or you have a camper van or whatever, this is close to Monument Valley and Valley of the Gods. And I think, Bill, if you were to zoom in on this picture, back on the horizon, you can see some rock structures yep
0: i think you can almost see the backside of the what we call valley of the gods from i think
1: this is monument valley i'm not sure but oh
0: way back
1: way back yeah
0: yeah that is monument valley yeah yeah and that's um hour and a half drive away yeah that's just how vast you can see some of these things out west it's it's pretty crazy
1: yeah so i would recommend this place if you're adults (laughs) and you and you want a cheap place to camp And you want to check out that area. I think that'd be a cool way to do it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I guess we're getting the old grandparents, but I definitely wouldn't take my kids there and let them run around.
1: Oh my God. There's just no barriers. And with those, the way those canyons go, you don't really realize that you're at the rim until you're at the rim. So if you were running, it might be hard to stop yourself. So yeah, don't bring children there. You could
0: just simply slip or trip and, never be seen again that's just how crazy how it is
1: yeah don't bring children there unless they're on a leash yeah <laughs> so that was our first stop of our day um heading south from moab um then the next we debated about what to do next right um we'd read about valley of the gods which is kind of a, a dirt uh scenic road that you can take and see all kinds of beautiful red sandstone structures. Um, And there's Monument Valley, which is a tribal park. And there's, I think, a $20 fee to get in. And then you can only see a little bit of it unless you have a four-wheel drive all-terrain vehicle or you schedule a guided tour.
0: Right, right. Yeah, that Monument Valley. And I think if you had a lot of time to take the guided tour, it's probably well worth it the vehicle that we had rented i didn't really trust going off road all that much so, you yeah, made a two
1: wheel drive truck yeah so yeah anyways so bill and i had a little back and forth about what which place we wanted to stop and spend some time and so as we were heading down the road we um we're trucking along and i see this little sign that says valley of the gods and the entrance driveway looked like
0: Oh, it was across the little, little, uh, what they call cattle bridge, which is a a set of grate. that's a set of grates that has about four inches space in between each grate, So that they have a lot of free range cattle out there and it's supposed to stop the cattle from crossing the road and going somewhere else.
1: And wasn't there like a gate, like just a,
0: yeah, there was like a, a bar gate that was open but that looks like they probably close it off when there's really bad weather just to me it looked very nondescript yes very nondescript and it looked like it it could have been just a a two-track road that
1: went into somebody's range right and i think
0: it crossed a railroad track too if i remember right
1: i can't remember that but it
0: was just very you know there was no grand entrance that's for sure you could have easily drove by probably the only reason we even looked going by was i happened to see as we were going north i saw the sign and went oh there's valley of the gods
1: as we spun by
0: yeah and i thought oh that can't be anything it was and i said aren't weird. we
1: gonna stop and then you and i had a little back and forth
0: yep and we thought okay we'll go in well let's go see, see how what bad the road about. is is what it's, we said and
1: it's actually what they call uh blm property which is bureau of land management yep so it's not necessarily a national park but it is Um, government-owned property. So we drove in over the cattle grates, and um, then we stopped and read the sign. There was a sign once you got in that described what the road was like and what the conditions might be like, and it it basically said if it's wet or if it's been raining, you might want to think about doing this.
0: Unless you have a four-wheel drive vehicle, yeah.
1: Right, but otherwise that was described as a dirt road with some rough areas and some sharp turns and Yep. Um, so off we went.
0: Traffic does flow both directions, even though there isn't really two lanes to drive on.
1: The other but, thing that's unique about this Valley of the Gods is that it has dispersed camping, which you know you can just camp in there anywhere you want, where there's a a turnoff off of the road.
0: Yeah, and people have developed little campsites over the years, so there's turnouts probably every half a mile or so, and we saw. As we first got into the actual valley area, you could see people that were randomly camped all over in there. And I said to you, man, I'd love to camp in here. This would be a great place to do night photography. And the the sites were just pretty spectacular, of all these different crazy rock formations.
1: I'm just looking on the internet, and it describes Valley of the Gods as a 17-mile loop that yep. courses through the Valley of the Gods, taking visitors past rock formations with the names like the Seven Sailors, Butte, Castle Butte, Sitting Hen Butte, and Lady of the Bathtub. How did we yeah. not pay attention to which one that I was? I think
0: this is what they call the Seven Sailors. Yeah. Um, and I believe today is this is the only picture we did of this Valley of the Gods just because... We um, had a lot of pictures of Valley had, of the Gods. We it had was a lot of very pictures. scenic. Yeah, we had a we had a tough time taking uh just picking nine for this episode today. But uh this was a this day in particular was really sunny and nice and warm, the beautiful blue skies. And just,
1: the road was nice and dry. The road so was, was
0: nice and dry. Yep. It had snowed the night before, so there was a little snow on things here and there which kind of popped the red rock a bit. Yeah. Um there wasn't snow on this particular well it probably was but the sun had hit it long enough to melt it off
1: we should have i don't i don't think there was a brochure at the at the information sign um that told you what each rock formation was named or whatever right um i think that there are apps you can download on your phone like um oh gosh there's some hiking apps that will tell you exactly what you're seeing and describe what it is yeah would have we should have done that it would have been fun to see which rock formations were named what but just like in arches it was kind of cool to see them and and say what you thought it looked like or <laughs> yeah
0: make up your own name
1: yeah and this this structure that we're looking at in this uh picture of Valley of the Gods is um it's gigantic i mean if you look down at the the little foothill part of this structure and you see like the sagebrush and the other little shrubs, how tiny they look. Right. I mean, maybe that gives you a little bit of scale because, you know, it's just huge structures and they're just, I know it is breathtaking scenery. And the road is a little rough, but you just take it slow. Um, You wouldn't want to take anything there in there that was super long. However, that said, there were people camping in there that were pulling fairly large campers.
0: Yeah. Yeah, there were.
1: And there wasn't a lot. No. Um, And according to the internet, um, a fraction of the people who go out to see Monument Valley in that area ever ever go into Valley of the Gods. So it's really sort of an undiscovered.
0: Yeah. People who like to to camp, seek out BLM properties know about this place. And I think it's probably going to get more popular as time goes on. Uh, Yeah. uh,
1: Thanks to Instagram, which we're contributing to we, we,
0: we do our share on Instagram yeah. so uh, but this was a really cool place and I'm glad that we took a chance and went in on a little sketchy road to get in there and then it opened up to something that was quite spectacular
1: how long do you think it took us to do that drive
0: a little over an hour yeah not that long I mean yeah it's if, worth
1: it if you're there and you're driving you know you're anxious to get up to Arches or you're anxious to get back somewhere else this doesn't take, this isn't that long of a little diversion. And I think it's really worth taking the time to do it.
0: Definitely. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That was fun. It was some of the, some of the really gorgeous rock structures had people camping close by them. So we had to be, again, kind of tricky how we took pictures yeah. so that we, we, um, hid the people from view in our, but there was, I mean, there was a long stretches in there where we were by ourselves. So. Yep.
0: Yep. Well, we never felt at crowded by any means or anything, you Not know. Not
1: until you wanted to go to the bathroom.
0: Yeah. Well, there's that.
1: <laughs> and then there was far too many people around yep. to make that happen. Somebody
0: always seemed to show up when you thought, oh, this is the place. <laughs> so, anyways, let's go on to our next picture. So after we left the uh, Valley of the Gods, we were headed for monument valley which is probably another 45 minute ride down the highway from from valley of the gods and we we're tooling along down the highway and all of a sudden we saw these wild horses on the side of the road
1: you often see out there now we talked in our last episode about how on this trip we didn't see very much wildlife and um ravens were about the <laughs> closest they were definitely we got. the
0: most animals we saw of any group out there
1: i don't remember if we talked about free-range cattle on our last episode but we saw a fair amount of free-range cattle which you know we come from the midwest where people put their cattle in pastures with fences around them so the free-range thing is just blows my mind yeah i'm not sure how it works like the the rancher takes his cows out and drops them off and comes back two months later or i don't know
0: what <laughs> Or not until they're ready to sell them.
1: I It's a weird thing to me. It is. We actually saw a dead cow um, yep. second or third day in at up near Moab. And it was, we were on our way to Capitol. No, to not Capitol Reef, but uh, Canyonlands. Yes. And there was a dead cow on the side of the road. What had not been there the day before. Nope. But it was already bloated up pretty good and looking pretty gross.
0: Yeah. Just, I don't know why, but I mean seems like i feel like i'm out in nature and seeing all these sites and then i see these free-range cattle in the middle of a beautiful scenic area and i go
1: Who seems weird Who put those there yeah we we experienced that also on the bear tooth pass yes so you know the bear tooth pass is in montana yep and uh oh it's it's I can't remember the altitude that you climb to to summit the Beartooth but you know you are out there you are out of cell phone range you were out in the middle of nowhere and you are up there and then all of a sudden there's, there's a cow, a cow. <laughs> what are you doing here yep so yeah the Beartooth
0: is over 12,000 feet and seen uh, out of Wyoming to Montana and you just would never expect to see free range cattle up there and it's yeah. like
1: are oh, you spoiling
0: my re- experience by having a cow? It
1: seems weird.
0: Yeah,
1: but I'm equally um, as unexcited as I am to see free range cattle. I'm excited to see wild horses.
0: Yeah, I can't. I would love to see more of them. Um, I'm always, you know, you see some pretty cool pictures over the years of wild horses fighting and running and that kind of stuff, and we're yet to see any of them doing any of that other than grazing. But there's still. Pretty interesting to see them just out there, and this one's in sagebrush. And there was four or five other horse horses close to this one. This one just happened to be somewhere that had a little more scenic look to it than the other ones did when we took these pictures. But it was it was worth turning around and taking a few quick shots as we were on our way down to Monument Valley.
1: Yeah. So there there was how many horses? One, two, three four maybe horses we saw here there was some structures i think actually in this picture if you look closely do you see that little structure behind the horse looks like yeah. a little house
0: yeah i remember that one it was and i couldn't i didn't know if it was just a rundown building that had been there a long time it looked or, like it
1: may have been abandoned
0: yeah th- that's what it kind of looked like is it it was probably pushing so at first we weren't
1: sure are those somebody's horses or are they free range there wasn't any fences though, there were so. no
0: fences there was yeah, yeah there was no other buildings other than this little shack around there and
1: so this seemed like the this guy was the leader of the pack there and um there was a white horse that had a colt mm-hmm. that were sweet as anything i we were just on the side of the highway so i was in the car you jumped out of the car to try and get a picture yep and you saw this um you know, top dog horse with that Mesa behind him and the sagebrush in the foreground. You were busy taking his picture. And in the meantime, I could see that the mother and Colt were just staring at you. And it could have been a really awesome picture, but.
0: guess I missed something. You
1: missed that. You didn't know how much they were looking at you while you were I had taken at some else. pictures
0: of those at horses and all I got was their butt. So right, I was like, right.
1: you know, they had turned and they were both looking at you while you were concentrating on this guy. But this is this is an awesome picture. Wild horse living in the sagebrush, just going where he wants to go. Yeah. His tail's dragging on the ground <laughs> so long.
0: Yeah, it was. Hadn't been groomed in a while. As you can see, He was a little wooly. But
1: yeah, yeah. the the female and the colt were really wooly. Yeah. So, yeah. So that was cool. Yeah. So. That was as close to wildlife as we could get. We decided um, that we would not go into Monument Valley Tribal Park. We had, as we said earlier, we had read that it was, I think they said $20 to get into the park. And um, you could get to the visitor center. But beyond that, you needed a four-wheel drive, all-terrain vehicle, or pay for a tour.
0: And if I remember right, it was like 18-mile drive to get to the visitor center. And then pay twenty bucks, and then not be able to go beyond there unless you took another tour that you had to pay for, and was. And
1: it's probably worth it. It probably is really worth it. But we were kind of anxious. We wanted to get to the Grand Canyon in time for sunset.
0: Right, right. And we also wanted to check
1: into our hotel and get something to eat and all of that. So, so we decided we would skip going into Monument Valley. But this is the view you see from the highway.
0: Yeah, this was a. This is one of the probably half a dozen looking there area, viewing areas. And we, we convinced ourselves anyways, that this was just as good as going into Monument Valley. So we, we but did I get... had
1: heard that their visitor center is pretty spectacular in that it has a really great gift shop with lots of um, First Nations crafts and, you know, rugs and pottery and jewelry and, I was kind of on the hunt for a piece of turquoise jewelry to bring home as a souvenir. And I was tempted to go in just for that. But in the end. We didn't, we didn't, we stopped on the side of the road. And a side note right in this area on the highway is where um, the Forrest Gump movie filmed the part where Forrest Gump is running and he decides to stop running. And there's a little sign on the side of the road that memorializes that, and people stop there and get in the middle of the road to mimic that scene in the movie and get their picture taken.
0: Yep, and it was right near where we took this picture, actually.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah. we were not pay- we were not looking for that or paying close attention to that, and uh, we there was a few pullouts right there, and there was people pulled out. We passed them and pulled over down the road a little bit, and then you looked back and you said there's a woman standing right in the middle of the road, getting her picture taken. She what was she laid thinking? down
0: in the middle of the road and someone was taking their oh pictures. Oh my God.
1: And I yep. said, I bet that's the Forrest Gump spot. Has and it was. Yep. And it was. Yep. So um, watch for people laying down on the road when you're, yeah. <laughs> what high, do you remember what highway? That I don't is? remember
0: the number of the highway, but it's a busy highway. It's, it's not like highway. it's some backcountry road where 12 people a day go through it or something. It, it's a busy it's a pretty decent trucking lane, actually.
1: Yeah. Yeah. People are crazy.
0: Yep. Anything to get a picture.
1: Yeah. And it, well, speaking of such, I think this is a picture of Monument Valley from the highway. And the next picture is a cell phone picture. You and I in our famous bad selfies <laughs> with Monument Valley in the background. Yep. We are not good at doing the selfies.
0: We haven't figured that one out. That's why we have real cameras, so we don't have to screw around doing selfies. Yeah, and
1: we don't necessarily take pictures of ourselves. Yeah. We needed maybe a selfie stick. This is a little too close for comfort, but... um, Yeah,
0: we're both short and have no arm length, so that's what you get, not good pictures. So let's go on to our next picture.
1: So this next picture is um, a picture of a rock formation in a town called Mexican Hat. Can you guess why the town is called Mexican Hat?
0: It could it be that the rock looks like a sombrero from a distance?
1: It's, it sure does. When we were heading north, going to Moab, I, I had not paid attention to any signs or anything. And I thought, I saw this rock formation, which was north of the town. And I said, that must be why they call this town Mexican Hat. That rock looks like a sombrero. And then when we were going south on the way back down, sure enough, there's a sign that says this is Mexican Hat Rock. So we pulled in. It was a nicer day than when we were going up. Took some pictures of the old Mexican Hat Rock.
0: Yeah, there's there's a, I don't know if it's a campground, but there was definitely a a small parking lot anyways. And I think there was some hikes right there that people could take. um, I think it
1: might have been Bureau of Land Management property also. Probably. um anyways it was just a little side trip just took us a few seconds really and
0: yep it was worth stopping and taking the picture that's for sure and then uh after we left this we headed down to our hotel and checked in there before we went over to the grand canyon in the afternoon
1: so our plan was to get to the grand canyon in time to um find the best spot to see sunset to watch the sunset. So I had looked it up online. Um, uh, when you go, if you've not been to the grand Canyon, there is uh, a scenic drive and on the, along the scenic drive, there's several places that you can pull over or drive into viewing areas to uh, look that look, overlook the grand Canyon. And each one is a little different. Uh, the grand Canyon is massive. I think we did a whole episode about the grand Canyon in a previous podcast. Yeah. Um the first time ever that we saw the Grand Canyon, we stopped where the visitor center is and we walked the paved trail to the rim of the canyon. And at first, you don't see it until you're almost on top of it and then it opens up in front of you and it almost looks fake. It's just so.
0: Yeah, I think we both said to our uh, to each other that uh, can you imagine the people who stumbled upon this the first time, when exploring out west because it is breathtaking it's i mean we've seen lots of pictures we've taken lots of pictures of the grand canyon pictures
1: never never will do there's no
0: way to explain how vast and how deep it really is it is crazy now this is the south rim of grand canyon Uh, we have never been to the north rim the only time time we've been to the uh, out there has been in march and the north rim has got a lot of snow and it's Close that time of year, but uh,
1: yeah, the time the times of year we get to take vacation are not the best, not the premium times, which is a blessing and a curse at the same time. There are areas that we'll never get to because it's not they're not open yet, and yet we beat the crowds and you know don't have to park a hundred miles away from things. So
0: yeah, and I understand it. It gets quite hot there in the summer too, so that we would not miss. That's for sure.
1: So um, in this picture we're looking at, um, this is a picture of Bill at the rim of uh, the Grand Canyon at one of the overlook sites. And, you know, sometimes it's good to put a person in your picture to sort of give it scale. I think this kind of does that. You can see Bill, he's taking a picture himself, um, but you can see the canyon opening up in front of him and it just goes on forever. Just.
0: Yeah. 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 I think so, they, it seems like one of the signs we read, and this is one of kind of, this is actually kind of one of the narrower spots in the Canyon that I think the spot that we went to for sunset, the first night we were there, I'm pretty sure they said you could see 65 miles to another mountain along way on the opposite side of the Canyon. So it's big.
1: It is big. And it's, it's hard to figure out, um, The best times to see each spot because it is a canyon. It's down, you know, it's down in there, and the way the sun hits it creates different shadows and brings out different colors. And so I had looked up online and it gave me a list of the top six places to, you know, watch the sunset in the Grand Canyon. So um, we started at the west, as far west as we could go, and we checked out different spots and, um, uh, i don't know <laughs> i don't know i don't know if we
0: ever did find one that was a really good sunset i think when we went back there the next day we went Well, eh, you know what that one was probably a better place to be but yeah. we weren't going to be there for another day either so and
1: maybe and maybe sunrise is the best is yeah. the better thing to do
0: that's what i'm thinking i said there are several spots where sunrise would be pretty breathtaking i think
1: so um we weren't sure on this trip whether we were gonna even do the Grand Canyon, but as we got closer and started to make our hotel reservations and stuff, we decided, you know, we're there. It is breathtaking. It's amazing. We yeah. can squeeze a couple of days in at the Grand Canyon. So yeah. so this was um early in the day before sunset. Oh, and the other thing was we couldn't figure out what time the sun was gonna set.
0: Yeah. For we some had, reason, our- well,
1: it was because the time had changed. It was that time of year where you set your clocks. Let's see, spring, you got to spring them forward. And we were in Utah when that happened. And then we went to Arizona and we were just confused by the time. Our our cell phone said one time, but the clock on the car said another time and we reset it. And then we could And then finally, we figured out Arizona doesn't screw around with that.
0: Yeah, Utah did this, the time forward, but Arizona didn't. And Grand Canyon was in Arizona. So we were all sorts of confused. But we for that were so day.
1: confused. So we were a little early for sunset. I don't know, but we were just, I know the two of us were, our brains were just scrambled on trying to figure out what the actual real time was, yeah,
0: which one of these is right. Yeah. So.
1: And while we were checking out the different spots to try and get to for sunset, I came across this little guy. <laughs> go to our yes. next picture, Bill.
0: The junior ranger.
1: When you go to the national parks, you can, um, Your kids can sign up to be junior rangers. And I, you know, I think there's some little things that come with that. You get a little booklet that you can put the special stamps in and whatnot. And um, you can see from this little boy in this picture that his parents had sprung for the whole junior ranger outfit.
0: Yeah. He's got the vest that says junior ranger and Grand Canyon on it, he's got a junior ranger hat.
1: He's got the hat. He's got the vest. And the vest has all these pockets and zippers. And I don't know what's he gonna put in those pockets. There's, it's just funny.
0: Hard telling, but he was proud of his outfit. That's he for was sure. very
1: proud of his outfit. And his uh dad was standing there and I quick asked him, Do you mind if I get a shot of your little junior ranger? And oh, by all means, he said. So look at how warm this kid's this kid's dressed in layers. He knew how to get yeah. along in a yeah. He's got a sweatshirt over top of another sweatshirt with his vest over top of that and his hat and a big old smile on his face. He
0: was proud of his junior ranger stuff. That he sure. was. So that was fun.
1: Yeah, that's fun. But Great Canyon is one of those places that I have said, don't bring kids. <laughs>
0: right. Yeah, and we could, it, there was a few spots where you could tell the parents were really struggling to to try and rein their kids in without yelling at them. And right. and they were nervous. You could see it on their face. A couple different times there was uh, one kid in particular. I remember he was just curious, you know, but he was just pushing his mom's buttons. And his mom said, we're trying to have a good time here. Would you please stay by me? And yeah. uh, the kid was full of mischief. And The
1: kid was a real jerk. Yeah. <laughs> Well, this isn't fun for me, then. That was his yep. response to his mom.
0: I don't care about you, mom. This is no fun to me if I can't go do my own thing. It's like, Ugh. okay, we should probably move on before we say something to them.
1: I think now at this particular spot, um, there was a little visitor center sort of building. Yes. That had now that was cool to bring kids in, and they had a lot of viewing points that had rock wall structures to so it was safer. If you take kids to the Grand Canyon, do a little research and make sure that the areas that you stop and let your kids loose out of the car are the areas that are going to have some safe boundaries. Yeah, there
0: are. There's several of them that do, but there are a few that don't. And you just have to know what's what there. Yeah.
1: Make sure you got a tight grip on your little ones. Yep. Anyways, this kid just brought me a lot of joy. Look, he's just (laughs) so happy. What did you call it? We talked about this once we got in the car that for kids, you feel like there are the wonder years
0: yeah, the years, you know, when you're old enough to understand where you're at and, and all of what goes into that. And you want to know everything about and You want it. to take it all in. You just want to know every, and you remember all the information as you take it in and you're wanting to share it with anybody to listen to you. You're excited. Yeah, yeah. So I wish you could, uh, as adults, we could spend more time with Wonder Years.
1: How, what what years do you think are the wonder years?
0: I would say probably like six to ten, something like that. Yeah,
1: kind of short-lived, eh? Before they it get is, too cool. To, it is. Yep. Yeah. I, I too, I understand what you're saying. Those years where you don't care if th- people think you're a dork. You just, you're so thrilled and excited about what you're seeing or doing. and And you're just taking pure enjoyment out of it. Yeah. Then yeah. you hit that, those... Pre puberty, puberty years, where and all teen, of a sudden, yeah,
0: when all of a sudden you care about everybody and everything and, what and they think hate about yourself you. and usually hate your parents. And yeah. yeah, yeah, if we could all just, just like you say, just
1: stay in the wonder years, stay in the
0: wonder years and don't care about what other people say or think of you, just do yeah. what you want to do.
1: Get your ranger vest and your ranger hat and put your yeah. smile on your face and take it all in. Yeah, yep. yep. That was fun. It was fun. I think this might be our last picture, Bill, to talk about today. It
0: looks like it, yeah.
1: And um, So
0: this was one of the spots we chose for sunset. And one of the things you can see in this picture is that the Grand Canyon, a lot of the time, has this atmosphere in the air that always looks like yeah. a, it can never, in my mind, is this a haze? Is this fog? I guess it's the same thing. But it's just moisture in the air that's uh, lingering. and um sometimes um just doesn't give you the best pictures in the world
1: you know i read in that little uh visitor center with the museum stuff that often that atmosphere that you see is pollution that's
0: entirely possible i mean the fires we have in the country anymore
1: wildfires for sure contribute to that and other industry around and it settles you know the grand canyon is a big hole in the ground and That stuff just kind of settles and hangs in there. We actually had a pretty clear day, all said, you know, in the scheme of things. Um, It was cold. It was uh, as the sun started to go down, it got really, really windy.
0: It did. Yep.
1: It was hard to like it was strong enough wind that it was hard to stand still.
0: Yeah. Was
1: this Navajo Point? Is that where we ended up? I want to say
0: that's where it was was Navajo Point. So
1: Navajo Point is you kind of drive in off the main road and there's parking lot, a parking lot, and then there's viewing areas and the viewing areas there had some nice barriers. Um, so you could kind of lean up against the fence or the stone wall and, and take pictures. But, um, the sunset was not what I expected. (laughs) No, you know, we come from the Midwest and we come from the great lakes area and we can sit by, um, water, and watch the sun go all the way down to the horizon. And then there's even an afterglow that happens and the sun reflects back up in the sky and on clouds and, and the sunset lasts for really long. But when you're in the mountains or at the canyons, the sun goes down and then boom, it's gone. Party's
0: over. Unless if there happens to be clouds in the sky, you know, then you do get some afterglow and you'll get some good pictures with the sun reflecting on the backside of the the clouds that are in the sky but the canyon
1: a, goes dark though yeah and I if, mean, it's again and if, it's a hole in the ground so why yeah. did we think the sun was going to catch it i don't know i don't know so if you ever see when you're traveling if you want a picture of the grand canyon at sunset that's beautiful and you see professional pictures or even postcards grab one of those because getting your own going can be tricky yep um this is probably the best we did um honestly i w- when i was going through our photos you know we have expensive cameras and some of the pictures we snapped with our cell phone were almost better than
0: <laughs> yeah i mean i really struggled to get a sunset picture that was i mean i didn't get any that were worth posting on anything
1: i this but, one's not bad i like right. this one it shows the sun is setting it's warm you can see some of the different color of rock in the canyon because there's everything from red to green to bluish gray to yellow um you can see a little peak of the colorado river in in this picture yep um, this is one of the light and you can see how you know it goes on and on like if you look up toward the top of this picture and you can see the different layers. In the yes. background of the canyon, going yep. further and further back, so this one wasn't too bad. But I almost feel like just go and enjoy the sunset.
0: Oh yeah, yeah.
1: I mean, of course, you're probably going to snap a picture, no matter sure, what. Sure,
0: but, but don't get yourself. All we, we got up ourselves
1: about... all hung up about trying to get a yep. museum quality photo, and we didn't really get one. No, but,
0: we definitely didn't get one.
1: But the sunset was cool, and there was. A smattering of people there. There was a young family with some young boys and one of the boys was a little artist and he was trying to draw the Canyon and he was really young, right? Seven or eight, seven or eight,
0: something like that. And he
1: was a pretty good little artist.
0: He was pretty serious about what he wanted to do.
1: He wanted to take an hour to draw the Canyon at sunset and his brothers who were not interested in that at all. And they were cold and it was windy and they wanted to just move on.
0: Yeah. They were from Texas and I mean, it was, it was cold. It was cold. Especially we, you know somebody comes with that kind of climate, it would be really cold. So
1: we had our we had a winter hat on and gloves on and yeah, You know, we were dressed for it, but we come from northern Michigan, not Texas.
0: Yep. Yeah.
1: But so it was kind of fun to talk to some of the people that were there waiting for the sunset and it was it was a great experience.
0: That is one thing about the Grand Canyon is it is it is visited by people from all over the world and uh, um, it, it's interesting to see how many people come from everywhere to see it and, and just enjoy it in a lot of different ways too.
1: I was surprised, um, I'm always surprised the couple times we've been there, the different vehicles you see, because there's everything from, you know, your rugged in Jeep, all-terrain vehicles to Maseratis and yeah. Whenever I see one yeah. of those luxury cars, I think, what are you doing here?
0: Yeah. Yeah. For one thing that, you know, you can't drive very fast in any of the parks either. So some of those really performance vehicles just struggle to, to keep running for one thing. But yeah, I will probably drive you crazy because I'm fascinated at looking at license plates and seeing where they're from and um, so it's always interesting to say, wow, that's from that's from a long ways away.
1: That doesn't that doesn't drive me crazy. What drives me crazy is when you announce the price of gas at every gas station we pass. Yeah. <laughs> Which was all over the place on this trip.
0: Yeah, it was. I mean, that's yeah.
1: So I'm gazing upon this picture, Bill, of sunset at the Grand Canyon. If you see to the left of the picture, there's just a little dusting of snow. Yep. And then um, To the right, there is not I you know this is a I'm being we're being hard on hard on ourselves. This is a good picture.
0: It's just that like we've said before, it's so hard to get give us true story of the depth and the vastness of the Grand
1: Yeah, photographing the Grand Canyon is tough.
0: Yeah. You can don't know that we ever want to do it, but you can actually take a hike down into the into the Grand Canyon in a few spots. Um and it probably would be a mind blowing experience to see from down there back up again. Yeah. But um, I'm yeah. not interested in doing it.
1: <laughs> not unless we get new Pyrenees. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, that was how we ended that day. Yep. So that's the end of this week's, this uh, episode of the wild, wild west adventure, but we're not done yet. We had uh, an extra day before we had to get back down to Phoenix to be close to the airport, and we weren't sure what we were going to do with that extra day. We kind of threw it out on the internet that we'd heard Jerome. Arizona was an interesting place to uh, visit. We considered that. We considered going to Sedona, which is maybe a little more touristy than we we were interested in we and we got the map out several times so stay tuned in our next episode and we'll tell you what we did with our last day of our wild wild west vacation
0: thanks and for, for listening in think. today
1: thanks for listening
0: have a good day thanks